Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Uh, welcome back to The Struggle to Know. Uh, my name is Tristan. Uh, I am here with uh, some two, two special guests that we have today. And uh, as we get into this conversation, I'd like to start off uh, by thanking the Cleveland Public Library for uh, allowing us to use some equipment in order to record this episode of The Struggle to Know. So I'm going to go ahead and pass it over to uh, Hamza Makbul, inshallah, uh, with you. Uh, for those of you who know me, uh, I'm sorry. And for those who don't know me, uh, my name is Hamza. Uh, at any rate, uh, and then we have Sheikh, uh, our distinguished uh, uh, Sheikh, uh, Moana Musa Suga Pong, and two special guests, uh, uh, Brother Yahya Abdulim Coates and uh, Brother Dawood Muhammad. And we wanted to talk about uh, uh, a couple of important topics um, that kind of help us reconnect to our, our spirit as a Muslim community uh, here in America, uh, uh, our spirit which is connected through our forefathers and our ancestors in Iman. Uh, it's really important to know about those who came before you. And I think there's a type of kind of like Protestant sensibility that people have, which is like we have a radical disconnect with the past. So there's me, and then there's the Prophet Sallallahu in the Quran, mm -hmm. and then there's Allah and <clears throat> to heck with everybody else. Mm -hmm. But that's, that's not how that works. Mm -hmm. Uh, how it works is uh, like Allah Ta'ala said in his book, he's, you know, that وَالَّذِينَ جَاءُوا مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ That the Muhajirin and the Ansar, Allah praises them and then says, those who came after them, رضي الله عنهم, يَقُولُونَ They say, رَبَّنَا اغْفِرْ لَنَا وَلِإِخْوَانِنَا الَّذِينَ سَبَقُونَا بِالْإِيمَانِ So, oh Allah, uh, forgive us and forgive those who came before us in Iman. وَلَا تَجْعَلْ فِي قُلُوبِنَا غِلَّ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا And don't put in our hearts uh, rancor toward those who believe Rabbana inna kara'ufur rahim or our Lord indeed you are kind and indeed you are merciful and so we got to know we got to know who our forefathers are in Iman and that's uh, you know the spirit is something stronger than even blood and so those of uh, uh, you know those those of us who have uh, uh, Islam even if you're somebody who is like a convert to the deen mm -hmm. those who came before you those people who transmitted that that deen to those people before you we got to know about them in order for ourselves to be spiritually grounded <coughs> so um, inshallah with that i wanted to maybe uh, take a, a moment to ask brother yahya mm -hmm. first and then brother <coughs> dawood or in any order uh, you, uh, you brothers would like mm -hmm. to maybe introduce yourself a little bit before delving into the okay. specifics of this this theme okay uh, my name is uh, Yahya Abdul Alim Coates. Uh, the Senegalese call me uh, Yahya Gay. That's why I adopted Senegalese name, uh, Gay, alhamdulillah. But uh, converted to Islam in 1994, uh, June, June of 94. So it's been a, been a long time and seen a lot and experienced a lot. But uh, alhamdulillah, you know, the, uh, at that time, inshallah, the, uh, the whole fever for Malcolm X was real popular, you know, the Roots movie came out again for a second time. So that, that Roots movie... Brother Denzel reciting the yeah, Fatima. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't know how many times I rewatched that scene over and over and over again. You know, um, and then going back and reading the, uh, the biography of, of Al-Hajjit Malik Shabazz, Rahimullah. Um, how do you want to go? You want to go next? I don't know. <laughs> Bismillah. Okay, well, that's, that's a brief introduction. Um, it's kind of funny that that story. The first time, the very first time, I picked up that book, I was actually before I was Muslim, and uh, I was getting it was in the not in the best situation, <laughs> and we cut school that day, 
right? Oh, yeah, and uh, we actually, I, I hid in the library because we were being chased by some uh, people. <laughs> and hit, uh, literally hid in the, in the library and my friends got arrested. And, um, and again, at this time I was a Muslim, but I went in, in the library and I, I stumbled across the autobiography of Malcolm X inside that library. The very first time I seen that book and got to reading it, you know, and it kind of left an impression in me. I was like, this is, this is, I need, I need to get my life together. Yeah. Um, so fast forward a few years later, um, end up, you know, converting to Islam and uh, being real close to the Senegalese community. Was able to travel, spend some time in Senegal. Fast forward years later, got married, and uh, alhamdulillah, here taking care of a family of, of uh, five of us. Inshallah. Alhamdulillah. 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 Bro, Dawood. Ah, yes. Uh, my name is Dawood Muhammad. Um, took my shahada in 1989, 1990. Um, I remember distinctively it was the summer of that year. Um, <clears throat> and <clears throat> excuse me I think uh, if I remember correctly it was sometime around getting close to Ramadan so this was a very new experience for me uh, but the family that introduced me to Islam was a family who came out of the nation of Islam and they were worth deaners they were Sunnis uh, a friend of mine their dad was an architect at Case Western Reserve the Muhammad family their son is a uh, aerospace engineer uh, and they were pivotal in my growth, um, especially hanging around with their son for the first maybe four or five years observing the family and then eventually his son asking me one day, because they told me years later they were thinking about how they should approach me and give me dawah, so he asked me to go to church, <laughs> which I knew what he was talking about, mm -hmm. right, to go to the masajid. So, mashallah, uh, my uh, experiences were really good. Uh, first mosque I ever went to was on Detroit. Uh, the man who was giving the khutbah at that time was a man named Sheikh Saudi. And lo and behold, I would find out 10 years later, he would introduce me to my wife. Uh, so mashallah, uh, may Allah bless him and his family. Um, but Detroit Avenue, that Masjid Rasulullah, where it is now? Uh, the other one, right next, there's a halal store next to it. Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Ramadan. Yes. So that used to be ICC at that time. If you're talking about 8990, yeah, right? It was. Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was the original yeah. site of the Islamic Center of Cleveland before they purchased the land in the farm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mashallah. Right. Mashallah. I didn't know that was that location. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Alhamdulillah. You know, there's, a, there's actually um, a lot of immigrants that go to this particular mosque. It's like right, a small right, little exactly. building. Right, yes. Right. 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 Yeah. Mashallah. That was it. That's the first mosque I went to. You're like, why are we going to church on Friday? Yes. I knew what he meant. I just smiled when he mentioned it because I said, yeah, okay, I know what he's doing but I was open and that time period was a time period that was really I think intellectually charged 8990 a city Yahya mentioned the movie Malcolm X was coming out in 1991 and also the music at that time I was listening to socially conscious hip-hop music right and all of that music the best kind was of intellectual right mm -hmm. KRS-One was a particular rapper that reverberated with me because mm -hmm. he constantly kept me going back and forth to the library mm -hmm. and researching some of the things he was rapping about. Mm -hmm. wow. So for me, um, Islam represented an intellectual journey. Right? Which is, mashallah, for those of you who heard the last <coughs> podcast, it's a very interesting counterpoint to one of the things mm -hmm. Coach Kahari Hicks was talking about, mm -hmm. about 
the complete like vapidness of mm. of music nowadays and in particular how hip-hop has become right hijacked and forced mm. into a type of degeneracy right uh, right uh, that that wasn't necessarily originally part of it right. it wasn't <clears throat> let me just you know be honest some of that was there but at that time when we were young guys 19 20 21 22 um you did have a socially conscious element there. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, you didn't have to look far to find it. Right. So I really rejected a lot of the uh, West Coast rappers and right. the East Coast rappers who were basically talking about, you know, glamorizing materialism. It was all about intelligence for me. Right. Um, and so that, that, that was one of the things that really um, sparked uh, the desire to, you know, become Muslim. And also everyone else was doing that. Bookstores were very prevalent then, Absolutely. especially um, bookstores that dealt a lot with Afrocentrism, that was the big buzzword amongst the African-Americans in New York, Jersey, Philadelphia, and even here in Cleveland. So I was introduced to a host of scholars I'd never heard of before. In fact, before my Shahada, I didn't even really, I knew who Malcolm X was, but that was it. I had no other knowledge of him other than the fact, as most of us were told, he was an angry man, he was violent. When I read the autobiography and watched the documentary by any means necessary, brought me to tears mm. and I couldn't believe that my family never talked to me about that mm. and so uh, it was crystal clear at that point um, that this dean was it and that was before you were Muslim when you seen that documentary? no it was after after it became Muslim mm. right mm. Um, and so my, my early journey to Islam was just filled with a lot of learning I befriended a group of uh, immigrants who were Turkish and from the outset with these guys, it was strictly mm -hmm. about Dean and knowledge. Mm -hmm. And that's what I really appreciated mm -hmm. about them. That was the first group. Right. The second group of guys <clears throat> that I was hanging with, which were my uncles, I guess we could call them, they were strictly leftist political activists who were professors who taught in Ghana, who actually taught uh, in um, other parts of West Africa mainly Ghana, mm. I think, under Kwame Nkrumah, right, mm. where they had many African-Americans who were going there mm. as teachers. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, a brother who is now retired, Maxwell Stanford, mm. I'll mention his name, an erudite who I have immense gratitude towards because he taught me a lot about understanding the world intellectually, politically. Um, and the Turks who kept me found, you know, with my foundation in practicing Islam mm -hmm. was a beautiful marriage. Marshall. And so, mashallah, um, I'll never forget those guys, mm -hmm. but it was a good journey, mm -hmm. you know. And so from there, you know, I continued to practice and, learn, and met many brothers. Met this brother in 94 right. and a host of other brothers. With uh, the Turks. With the Turks, yes, yeah. the Turks, Inshallah, right. Yeah. Mastered Uqba, which mm -hmm. was my home. It's where right. I cut my teeth. The old mm -hmm. Uqba, which mm -hmm. was a house at that time. Right. Uh, and many, many, many beautiful brothers right. came through there. I remember Absolutely. when Ramis had hair, Absolutely. you know. Absolutely. <laughs> if he sees this. He was very active, and uh, Brother Isam, who was the medical technician back then, yeah, he right. may be at ICC, but he works with uh, CARE now. Mm. Right, Many good people, mm -hmm. man. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and so I cut my teeth there and met so many people there. I got married at Ukba, my wife and I, and uh, we have two beautiful kids. Mashallah. How long have you been married? 23 years, alhamdulillah. Mashallah. Yeah. So one of the, one of the things that uh, uh, I guess this is a good segue into, mm -hmm. Uh, which is that, uh, brother Yahya? You also are married, right? That's right. That's correct. And you're. Uh, do you mind telling if, if, uh, you know, if we if we ask, wh what is the background, cultural background of your uh, missus? That's fine. Yes, uh, she's uh, Senegalese. 
Okay. The Senegalese. And so that's actually her um, mother's side is Mauritanian, actually. There you go, yeah. mashallah. Yeah. And it's, you yeah. know, Mauritania, Senegal, yeah. all of these lines were drowned by. Some people smoking cigarette in Paris, right? right. So basically, but like, yeah, it's yeah. it's 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 other people who were like the ones that were chasing you before you were Muslim, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Same. So different different time different frame. different time frame. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> particularly, mm -hmm. what I was interested in asking, mm. and like what I was interested in having a, a platform to jump off with our right. conversation and mm. see where it goes. Right is knowing from you mm. what it's like being an african-american in this country mm. being somebody that all you know about your background is mm. servitude and bondage right. Right. all you know about your background is mm. oppression right. even to the point where the oppressor took your names and the names of your people That's away right. from you That's right. That's right. and having a nebulous idea that mm -hmm. somehow we're from africa That's right. And mm -hmm. what are the statistics of how many uh, how many of the slaves you know were from West Africa like from from the Muslim parts? Forty percent, thirty. Yeah, yeah. let's say yeah, between twenty and thirty percent. Yeah. And some and scholars may differ on that. Yeah, right. and so like and like yeah, my, my, right. my understanding yeah. is the reason it's right. not more than that right. Right. is because those darn <clears throat> Muslims when they would bring them over here. <laughs> They were smarter. Absolutely. Some of them yes. were smarter Absolutely. than the slave masters. Yep. They were more sophisticated than the slave masters. Absolutely. They knew where they're coming from, where right. they're going. Not That's like right. Africa and America, but right. like from the dunya to the akhirah. Right. Right. And they kept organizing slave revolts. Yes. And you couldn't Absolutely. keep them down. Yes. And so afterward, apparently, like the, there was actually laws passed in That's most right. of the colonies in the Western Absolutely. Hemisphere that you can't bring these people anymore. Right. And, and to add to that, there's yep. a, a sister. Yeah. I, I mentioned this before in a uh, talk over at uh, ICC. So sister, I met years ago. She, yeah. she was like my, my grandmother, my Muslim grandmother. Yeah. Like she loved me to death. She's the only like sister that would like literally grab me up the Juma and kiss me like this. Mashallah. Beautiful woman. And she passed on, but um, she once told me, she said, Brother Yahya. I said, Naam. And she said, you know, my, my family's always been Muslim. I said, really? She said, yes, my family's always been Muslim. She says, one of my great, great grandfathers, he was, uh, he, he was purchased because he knew so many language, languages. And he was purchased to teach the slave master's children. Allahu Akbar. She said, you know, one day that he was actually uh, giving a, uh, he was caught teaching his own kids the Quran with the stick in the sand on the ground, the, 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 you know, the abajadas of the system. She said, you know, so of course the first time he punished him and kind of let him go, but still punished. Of course he kept doing it because he knew the importance of education for the family he actually chopped off his right hand mm. it didn't stop him it didn't stop him mm. the sister told me she he actually taught with his left hand with a stick and they eventually chopped his left hand off oh. sister satara i never forget her Allah, i never forget her she told me that he was teaching the Quran with a, a twig within a stick with his toes to his children in this country. This is our history. And this is right here in, this, in, in the city, Cleveland. And a lot of people don't know it. I'll never forget that woman's name. So now I guess hopefully you're understanding what, what I meant by who our forefathers are in Iman in this place. And so... Uh, um, and those are stories that need to be told. Right. And uh, uh, 
So I wanted to know for you, from you personally, for a number of reasons. What was it like? What was your journey like? Mm. Reconnecting with the Islam of your, of, you know, of your, of your, not just of our ancestors, right. but particularly those people who are your, your, your blood relatives. Right. You know, like, mashallah, you right. rolled in mm. here, you put, put your hat on. I know it's hot outside right. right now, we're all sweating. <laughs> you put your hat on right now. This, this, this brother, if I saw him in Cote d'Ivoire, I would not know that he uh, he from Cleveland. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and like so, like they're 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 relatives. They're blood relatives. And Allah you know, one of the tafsirat of that is that we made you into tribes and nations so you can know each other. Is what so that you can know who your relatives are so you can honor them because honoring your kinship bonds is part of Deen. Absolutely. And so, what is it like being taken from? not being told these stories right. not about your islam not right. about the the, the 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 devotion to learning and the right. devotion to that which was sacred from right. your forefathers right. rather all you know is that like you know someone used to call them a, a, a particular bad word right, of course and uh uh we don't use that word no more that's right you know that's right um and from that to like seeing this nobility right. and now connecting back with it connecting that's, back with those mashaykh right. connecting back with those people right. with those customs right. what were those things that that you when you uh, try and you travel back and forth to West Absolutely. Africa, how many Absolutely. times? About four times now. Yeah. About four times. The most recent right. was when? 2017. Yeah, it was relatively recently with right. the whole family, you know? Exactly. And these yeah. are not like short visits. No, these no, are no, like no, no. very From culturally immersed right. visits, exactly. right? Absolutely. And your 100%. children are also. Absolutely. Yeah. We mix. They go by themselves sometimes, even without me. Right. Yeah. And so your kids are yeah. African American, also. but they're also right. African African to their mother's side. Real African American. Yeah. So, what are those things that. That when you went to West Africa, you right. felt like this is familiar. Like this is who we were from before. You, you, you know what it. are those things uh -huh. that you didn't know, but mm -hmm. you're like, this is what I needed. Right. And what are some of those things even like that right. that you're like, yo, this is different. I don't know what I feel about this. <laughs> you know? Mm. No, you, you you know you notice. You, 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 it's nothing that you can understand rationally. Your soul knows this is home. Allah. Can, can nobody can tell you this is home. Your soul will know that you're home. The the smell. The, the, the sights you hear, the, the, the music in the background, or the Quran everywhere. You've been in some places where all night, all day, that's all you're hearing is Al-Quran uh, or some Qasaid or some Nasheed playing in the background everywhere you go. You know, even like in the city, not just in the, 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 the Muslim towns, quote unquote, the Muslim towns, right? But it's, it's something that is personally feel that I've, it completed me as a Muslim, knowing who I am, knowing who I, I come from, knowing that, you know, this man who could be a, a sheikh looks like my grandfather. Mm -hmm. and, and just having that familiarity, just, just, just with that alone is enough to be like, whoa, this is, I need to be honest right here yeah. and, and do what I'm supposed to do, yeah. you know. And it, and it doesn't have to be this physical, but that spiritual connection is there. And it's, again, it's something that's, it's, it's uncomprehensible to the intellect, but your soul knows like one, and we were discussing this earlier, one uh, sheikh, his name was uh, uh, Mbaijok, we call him Mbaijok. Mbaijok was a very spiritual, spiritual deep guy. We would we spend the night talking about Islam, um, the Prophet Muhammad <coughs> And he was one of those people that had like, uh, like that, that dhok, that, that tasting. So if you mention Rasulullah's name, I mean, he's like shaking. That's the kind of people you know that, that you, you spend time with and been around, and, and, that, and that you can't 
not be but affected by being around people like that even if it's a short time if, if it's 10 minutes it's going to be like a month but that's the impression that it had for me but not only that of course getting married having my children from there and they've alhamdulillah accepted me wholeheartedly as part of their family they, they welcomed me they, they love me even <laughs> my wife gets mad because if we have an issue she can't go to them because they, they will always tell her to be quiet, listen, listen to that man right there. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it's, it's, it's a man, I should have got married instead of going. <laughs> How did you get exposed? Because you guys are both born and raised in Cleveland. Right. Yeah. Right? right. How did you get exposed to the Senegalese community? Well, um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a couple of different paths. Uh, the one, one brother here in uh, Cleveland, his name was Omar Juf. Another brother named Mutara, Mohammed Mutara Ka. They came from uh, New York City, and it was part of the first uh, uh, Senegalese community that established a community there for the 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 the, 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 the Sufi group, the, the Murids who followed Shanabamba. They established that city, that group there in, in Brooklyn, New York, back in the mid to early 80s. And the Sheikh Ahmed yeah. Dubamba, by the way, inshallah, I, I wanna, inshallah, as we get, go on, inshallah. I wanna ask you more about him, but inshallah. I'll tell you, for, for me, when mm. the first exposure I had mm. was that, uh, um, that there's a picture uh, of him yeah. and in the tradition of the mashaykh of the Maghrib yeah. he's mulathan, his, yeah, his, his he's face is covered face, yeah. his face is covered mm -hmm. always, you know? always and uh, I just would ask, I said, who's mm. this sheikh? I see his picture everywhere, you mm. know? and they're like, that's Sheikh Ahmed Ubamba oh, who is he? he was a great wali of Allah right. Right. Yeah. it's a deep story, I mean, I can I can go with that, or are you going to go with the? Uh, Let's go with everything. everything. You go, 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 just go with the flow. Brother, 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 you jump in when yeah, you I just want to say, uh -huh. picking up along the lines yeah, of what Sidi Yahya uh -huh. was talking about in his journey, mm. I think it's important for us to understand. And for me, Al Hajj Malik al Shabazz has a lot of weight mm -hmm. because I, I come in, like I said earlier, both, you know, with the Turks, but also heavy political science was my journey in. And so studying Malcolm X's life, we see what Haji Malik was doing post-nation, right. which is really the sophisticated Malcolm, in my opinion. Right. When he went over to Africa the year before he was murdered, right. this is exactly what he was trying to do, right? right? right. With the organization, the right. organization of right. Afro-American right. unity right. and tying it mm. to that tradition Absolutely. in West Africa. Absolutely. Right, Absolutely. that's what he was trying Absolutely. to Good do. Bridges. So you guys, right. what you're doing was right. what he was hoping for. Right. You know, and this right. was this is important for us, right. I think, right. Right. because this is part of what he was trying to get the African Americans to do to realize mm -hmm. you have dignity. Right. Yeah. Right. right. I think in this whole right. space that we're dealing with now, with this situation, with in the, in the light of um, George Floyd, mm. is I'm I'm a little disturbed that we're treating the black community as some little, you know stepchild over here in the corner that mm. needs to be petted and right. groomed right. it's okay by everyone right. by by the entire community mm -hmm. of ummah and i like for people to know we all got skin in this game That's we're right. talking about this earlier okay right. because i remember before all of this mm. september 11th mm. i would say from 2001 probably to 2008 or 9 we were in an apologetic state mm. every lecture on c-span talks given at the masajid uh, was about how do we protect the immigrant community? Mm. We're all not jihadists, right? So the African-American brothers, we came to that rescue, right? right? A lot of us were with CARE, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and other organizations trying to help to make sure that the immigrants were protected, mm. that there was dignity there, that they wouldn't be harmed. Mm. So uh, 
you know, African Americans are not like everybody's poor. Right. Just want to make sure we know that. A lot of us are professionals. Mm -hmm. City Yahya and myself mm -hmm. both, mm -hmm. uh, and lots of other people that mm -hmm. I could name a host of. Right. Uh, a lot of us live in nice neighborhoods. Right. And mm -hmm. uh, to be honest, prior to 1965, and really after that, the African American community was was well-known presence Islamically right. in the United States. Right. So the issue of dignity here is important, right. I think. I just want to make sure we put that out there. Absolutely. Uh, and also the fact that what Sidi Yahya did right. was in the, in the spirit of one of our great leaders, El-Hajj Malik El-Shabah. And you know, like mm -hmm. to maybe try to tie in yeah. uh, threads together, right? Um, he was assassinated, Rahimahullah yep. Ta'ala, and he's yep. our Shaheed as, as Muslims in America. Right. right. You know, he's the flag of Shahada in nah. this country, right. mashallah. Nah. And, uh, that opposition was facilitated mm. by people who didn't like Absolutely. to hear what he had to say. Right. Sheikh right. Ahmed Dubamba, he had, he, he, for him, life was easy, right? Nobody gave him any trouble, right? The same, same thing, you know, <laughs> yes. speaking truth. Was it, who, 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 who truth. was it, who was huh? it, who gave him a hard time? The was it, a, was it huh? the same people or same, was it different people? Same, same people, <laughs> same, it's the same, same, same social structure. Tubabu, right? Right, the Tubabu, absolutely. Well, same social structure. Yeah. Literally, taken from his family yep like a lot of people got killed as a result of that a lot of some of the other unfortunate chiefs were jealous of the community too burned their houses refused to you know had embargo so to speak and eventually long story short he's exiled to Gabon for seven years in the Gabon, like, you know people who are not like Right. People who are not geographically apt right. might be like, oh, look, <laughs> okay. it's just a Af right. it's Africa, right? How far is so, Gabon? So from he's he's dropped in the middle of a jungle in yeah. Gabon. Yeah. Like with nothing. Just nothing. Just, just his, he had his pen. He had a, he had a, they gave him a little stipend, right? They gave him a little stipend. He's a prisoner and, 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 and paper. And this is how he survived. Literally thousands and thousands and thousands of line of sites. Seven and a half tons worth of writings and manuscripts oh. in the Arabic language that he brought back with him from that for that journey, just just from their first trip. Just from their first trip. Mm. Um, they say, you know, seven you mentioned that, camels. Mashallah, but, uh -huh. uh, Yahya brought me these two books uh -huh. of the Sheikh as a gift. This is one of the qasaid. It's all in nazam. It's all in. Mm -hmm. It's all in meter. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. It's not it's easy right. to write, you know. and it's beautiful. Uh -huh. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Right. Yeah. We're gonna have so, to uh, read from that a little bit before the podcast is over. Absolutely. Inshallah. Absolutely. Inshallah. 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 So th this was part part of the tradition, you know, that he brought back. But you know, socially, he's bringing people together. Socially, he he's trying to create balance where there was a vacuum created by those French colonial powers who were fighting to destroy the African community, the Senegalese community at that time. So this was a way to again give them a sense of pride of who the, who they were as black people. And in one of his books, the famous book that the master's named after Masalako Janan, he says, you know, don't think you can't benefit from my writings because I'm, I'm a black man. That's it's an introduction to Makatima. Wow. And he wow. says, black skin doesn't cause idiocy. Wow. It's stupidity. He says wow. that. And he says, after that, you know, the, the, the greatest person inside of Allah is those who has the, most, the best character, right? Allah. In the universe. So, and again, it's, that's a, we can just be all day just, just on that topic, <laughs> on, on that shit. <laughs> in that story, but um, the title together with myself and my family, Alhamdulillah, it's, it's been a blessing to be connected with that community and, and, and not forgetting who I come from as far as my, my, my people here, you know, and just tying it all together and it's just 
felt like a hamdulillah completed me as a human being. Mona Musa, you were saying something about before, mm -hmm. uh, before we were when we were just having coffee before the talk, uh -huh. um, about the extremes <clears throat> culturally amongst mm -hmm. the Muslim community in America, about how there was a particular sensibility and then there's another sensibility that backlashed against it and like. Right. Would you like to elaborate on that? Specifically about. About how there was a time in America right. where like everything Western and certain right. massages and communities right. was just. Right. So. Yeah, what I, what I was referring to, and I've mentioned this before, and this is something kind of pretty well known, is mm. extremes breed extremes. Mm. So movements can be reactionary, mm. and then there can be certain ways that we feel where we may have been mistreated, or a certain aspect may have been misrepresented, mm. and in order to balance that, we go to the other extreme, mm. right? And I think that's to some degree what happened with a lot of us Muslims, especially who became Muslim in the 90s. Mm, no. Right. So you yes. became Muslim in 89, right. 90, right. even 94. 94. Right, that's right. right. Yep. That's and right. myself in 98. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, Islam at that time was very anti-Western. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. right. And everything right. about being right. Western was considered to be un-Islamic. That's true. Yes. That's true. And that's where I think a lot that's of true. our struggle come. It did. Mm, right. True. Because now we're trying to kind of reconcile between our uh, um, our Western identity mm. yes. being born and raised mm. here yep. mm. while trying to adopt something which is very um, uh, which is very uh, I don't want to see un-American but was made to seem un-American right yes right. Yeah. Yep. Right. Right. right so right. you know at some point and this was all pre-9-11 mm -hmm. and yep. then after 9-11 yeah. you, you did find right because in the yes. 90s again yes. it was yes. really yes. hardcore Islam right. yep. That's you know right. we were Muslim yeah. and That's right. We don't follow yeah, the kufar right, right, and absolutely. all this stuff, right? Absolutely. And then all of a sudden, yep. after 9-11, everyone's like, you know, we're Muslims. We, we, <laughs> we love you. Right. <laughs> we're all yeah. together. Uh, and, you know, we're right. good. You know, we, we, right. we, we're about being together. And so right. it, it, yeah. the narrative changed. Of course. Of course. Right. Of course. So mm -hmm. it went on another, on the other end of the pendulum. Absolutely. Right. So you guys got to experience both ends of that. That's right. And this maybe could transition into something I want to ask you both about. Yes, yes, yes. Because specifically with African Americans, mm. you have the, you know, your identity be, of African Americans being being taken. Yes. Mm. And your name's being changed. Mm -hmm. You changed your name. Right. Oh, yeah, I did. A yeah, lot right. of brothers don't change their name right. legally. Right, right, right. right. They'll, they'll adopt a Muslim name, but they won't right. necessarily change, change their name. name. Right, that's mm. right, that's right. You kept your name. I kept my name, that's true. Right. Uh -huh. And these are things that Maybe mm -hmm. someone who's born and raised Muslim never has to think about. Right, right. That's right. I had to think about that as right. a convert. Right. Do I want to keep too. my name? Absolutely. Do I want to change my name? Yeah. Right. 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 And do right. I want to take a name? Do you want to, you know, but not mm -hmm. change it legally? Right. Exactly. That's right. So maybe mm -hmm. provide some insight right. into well, that whole decision I'll, I'll, process. I'll go. Just, just for, for me, it was a struggle too. Okay. Because of course, being around this brother here and other <laughs> brothers, it was like Dawood did it. Like, yeah, yeah, what's, what's going on, right? So, um, what what kind of gave me solace was again that trip. Senegal and uh, speaking with my future father-in-law at the time and I was telling him I'm thinking about you know doing this name change because at that time I was already Muslim for maybe six seven years and I said maybe I should change it you know officially he said you know yeah, yeah you, you know you you are who you are you know Iman is here mm -hmm. you know and long as you know who you are you, yep. and this, was, this good. was your father-in-law yes yes born, born you know Islam for right. centuries and centuries and centuries right, right. you know so and he told me this, yeah. so and that, that kind of okay, alhamdulillah, just be you, but stick to what you're supposed to do, right. Islamically. See, th so, that, see, that's yeah. where I'll, I'll, I'll pass it to you in a moment, but this is where that balance eventually, right. you know, uh, eventually, 
uh, things will level out. Right. Right. There's they a will, lot of right. instability. Yep. Right. But as long right. as you're steadfast, eventually it'll right. balance, balance out. out. Yeah. Right. Level out. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. So Absolutely. there was that maybe some hardcore. You go neck deep. Right. But then, you know, does that mean you're gonna also change your name totally? Right. Right. But you also have to remember that right. you can't hate yourself. Either. Right. No, exactly. you can't. Right. Right. Well, for me, for me, uh, again, the arguments coming out of uh, Malcolm X's position. And I, and I keep mentioning him, although I know those who are hardcore Nation of Islam, even if some NOI guys are looking at this, I'm sorry. Personally, for me personally, that's the greatest man that ever came out of that organization. Mm. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. The way he articulated the argument was crystal clear. You know, our forefathers had their names taken from them. And when you read that and you reflect on it, right, who we were in Africa being completely stripped from that. That's right. Mashallah, you going back and connecting with that right. was beautiful. Right. I mean, we know Alex Haley didn't change his name either when he went back and saw his family. He right. didn't become right. Muslim, right? Right, right, But right. it was right. a journey right. Right. Exactly. Uh, by, the way, by the way, one of my, mm. one of my uh, friends I studied with in Mauritania, mm. Uh, Mandinka brother by the name of Kimo. Maybe I mentioned this mm. last time. Mm. He was actually from Kunta Kinte's village. Mashallah. Yeah. 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 As Haley was. So for me, uh, it, it was a little different. I mean, I was reading stuff that was historically charged, mm. and it, it stirred something in me, mm. right? At that time, and I said, "This is this is true." I mean, my family didn't even know who they were, of mm. course. Now we got DNA tests and all that. Right. Doesn't cost much to do right. it. Right. But I mean, then it, the argument was clear. I don't want to wear that name, right. you know, and I know that may mean some things for my family, but we already had people in my family who had done it. So I did have some okay. some great right. uncles that were Muslims, yeah, that yeah. um, of which, you know, my, my, my grandfather's, they're going, we're talking about 30s, 40s. Okay. Right. So these are my grandfather's. Wow. Follow up is how your family reacted. Right. They, they, they already knew about it. Okay. So, they, yeah. OK, he's doing his thing. Right. right. We know right. we know about the other guys that were right. in it. Right. You know, family stories and well, all of course, that. Of course, of course, of course. So for me, course. when I changed my name, I just yeah. want to make sure this is clear. Mm. My entire life got better. Mm. Well, Allah. Allah. Mm. When I became Dawood Muhammad, mm -hmm. everything got better for mm. me, intellectually, spiritually, mm. and financially. Right. It, was, it was a beautiful thing. I, I was reflecting on this, talking to my wife about this many times. Because at one point, I was mm. thinking to myself, and this was right around post-September, post-September right. uh, 11th, right, right? Right. right? I was like, man, what does this mean? I'm still right. holding this name, right. you know? And so, uh, it, it was something that, you know, I wrestled with, but at the end of the day, uh, I don't regret it, you know? Um, and uh, it was a good thing for me mm. and for my family. But I do understand the arguments. We went through some of those. I mean, mm. some brothers were reading Bilal Phillips back in the day, right. and there were positions where, you know, uh, we shouldn't change our name or the last name. Some people right. changed the first name, but they didn't change the last right. name. And the last name was really, if you want to be technical, where that history of slavery came from, right? right? You right. were the property of whoever, right. you know, right. Coates, right. Johnson, right? right? Williams, right. Or whomever. Right. And so, uh, for me, the whole name should go. Right. Now, there's differences of opinion, but mashallah, there are mm. many brothers like Dr. Sherman Jackson. Right. I think he keeps his legal name, right? right? Uh, and many other people uh, mm. that do. So alhamdulillah, uh, the more important things, we're all Muslim. Right. You know, mashallah. Alhamdulillah. But, so, uh, I, I apologize. No, but, yeah. So, I, you know, I guess what I wanted to frame uh, was that, mm. like Sheikh Musa was saying, mm. two extremes, the pendulum swings hard yeah. one way or the other. Yeah. Right. 
to transcend uh, to transcend the, the chaos, yes. right? Yes. We all know a reasonable person. I don't know if anyone would want to disagree with me on this. A reasonable mm. person would say, "Look, mm. you have certain things you pick up from mm. your upbringing in this country and That's its right. culture, mm-hmm. yep. the knowledge and all the things that yep. come with it, right. and there are certain benefits in." The, the kind of the, the culture, history, learning, modes of thinking and being from mm-hmm. Muslim world. And al-hikmatu balatul mu'min, the yeah. wisdom is a lost property of the mm-hmm. believer, wherever mm-hmm. he finds it, it's his own property, he yeah. has the right to claim right. it. Right. So we now have a chance to transcend that mm. old uh, uh, false dichotomy mm. and that old like, you know, just uh, uh, two extremisms mm. by right. taking the best of both sides. That's right. That's right. That's so Coming back to mm-hmm. uh, um, both of your experiences and yes. in, in coming going in Africa, right, you know, right, yeah. um, some of the things we asked about before, mm-hmm. I'd like for you to elaborate further. Right. Uh, maybe even the idea mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. if you met someone who was mm-hmm. like an African American, grew up, born, raised here, has mm-hmm. some consciousness about right. uh, about you know his history or her history, mm-hmm. and uh, you know where they're at in society, right. and you were to describe to them mm-hmm. how going to Africa and connecting to Africa changed mm-hmm. you. Okay, absolutely. You know, like, what would you say? Say, wow. Well, I'm going to go back a little bit just to the uh, the name thing, just to piggyback off of that. Mm-hmm. The other point I wanted to make was that even though I knew that I wouldn't do the legal change, I knew all my children would have the names of the prophet. prophet Mashallah, Mashallah, Alhamdulillah. I have a Khadija, yep. I have a Umm Khatum, and a Fatima. Allah Alhamdulillah, and that, and that was good for me. Yep, Allah I mean, yeah, but the, it's something that even Dr. Omar, he met me, alhamdulillah, he said the same thing. You know, I can't believe you're American. I thought Abdullah Farouk when he came yeah. here that last yeah. visit. Yeah. And, uh, and he couldn't believe it. He almost arguing with me, <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, so he says, you know, Yahya, he said, do me a favor. I said, Nam. He says, uh, make sure you tell your people where they come from. And make sure you tell them to, to go, to see where they come from. You know, yeah, I, I, I'll never forget that. So it's, it's something for me, and I think is, is extremely, extremely important for any Muslim especially African-American Muslim, to make that journey once in their life. Yeah. At least. Even non-Muslims, huh? Not anybody. Yeah, yeah. 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 But because but but, you'll see, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I mean, I've, I've met, you know, uh, <laughs> I want to be politically correct here, like the <laughs> white people, right? <laughs> um, who go there and change their names. Mustafa, Saliu, and, and they're not even Muslim, right? <laughs> but they go and they live there, walk yeah. around and go into the shops and speaking, wow. speaking yeah, Wolof wow. better than the, yeah. the local people because yeah. they get the true Wolof in the country, countryside. The language of the, the main tribe of, of Senegal, right? Well, most Wolof, yeah. Wolof is a ma- one of the language. Mm-hmm. Wolof, uh, you got Serer, you got Tukulur, Tukulur language, the Pool mm-hmm. is the language they speak, Mandinke. So it's, it's a mm-hmm. Malaysia, like Jola. Mm-hmm. You know, so say they all. There's a lot of different languages. Just, just in that Senegalese region, the majority of the people speak, of course, Wolof, and then French. The Wolof's kind of the liquid break up between all of them. Mm. But you know, depending upon where you live, you know, you're going to speak the tribe, the language of your tribe. Mm-hmm. But everybody again knows the Wolof, mm-hmm. understands it, even if it's not properly spoken. Mm-hmm. They, of course, now with everything else, they mix it with French, English, <laughs> everything else. You know. Yeah. Um, but. Um, it's extremely, 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 I can't stress it enough to go to the masjid. See, and, and I remember last time I was reflecting, I made a post on Facebook. Like, dude, tell me specifics, yeah. you know, because everyone's going to be like, okay, yeah, Africa's good. Yeah. Check. Like, what no, is this it? Is, this is what I'm getting yeah, into. Yeah. 
one of the major crimes for me is like just not knowing who you are and where you come from. Mm -hmm. You go to any inner city here in, in, in Cleveland, unfortunately, your head's on the swivel, right? Good or bad, right or wrong, it's, 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 it is what it is. But you put you in the middle of the kind of not so nice near or poor neighborhood, I would say, like in the middle of Dakar at night and everybody's black. But little kids, 12 years old, are taking your hand, by, taking you by the hand, running to the masjid to pray. Allah like, you don't have to tell them it's time to make salat. They're taking you and, and making salat, do, doing everything and, and coming back. I remember, never forget my uh, little, uh, at the time she was little, she's a grown woman, I with kids. My uh, sister-in-law, uh, uh, Aminata, uh, literally teaching me how to make wudu. Allah <laughs> and she's 12, she's in the water, and then it's like, you know, you have the tradition of Maliki way, you, you put a little water, preserving water, so that's in the back of your mind now. So that's something that even my daughter now to this day, little trickle of water, making the wudu, she's in the sink and teaching me how to do it at 12. That's the sunnah. That's sunnah. You know, exactly. You know, right. So, I mean, this is, that's those experiences, <laughs> spending the time. I mean, again, it's so many specific details I can go into. Go, the, go, go into them. The, the, <laughs> It's a podcast, brother. We, it's, it's, we don't have no like thirty-second time limit here. So, for, so for, I'll give you another example. I met a sheikh, that one sheikh, Sheikh Bajo, Rahimullah. He passed Amen. away. On I was on the Juma, and I spent the night at his house. When I we were discussing again the history of the Prophet Sallallahu the history of Shah Nabamba. And he says, you know, and we're going over some, um, some asra, not, I won't say asra, some of the, um, the names, asma'ullahi, mm -hmm. right? And they're breaking down some of their values, mm -hmm. right? And he says, you know, you know, when he, say, he tells me this is in 19, no, this is in 2000, that was mm -hmm. my first trip. He says, Yahya, you know, there's going to be another financial crash that's going to happen in America. Mm. This man's never been to the United States, barely speaks English. He said, there'll be another financial crash in America. He says, at that time, and I think I told you this, there'll be a black president. Ajib. Billahi. <laughs> People that know me will, will, will testify to that and to that man, because I heard about him before I met him, but I never knew that I would meet him. It just kind of goes by a lot that I met him. He said, not only that, he said that man will have a Muslim name. In the back of my mind, I'm like, come on now, you, you kind of gone too far. At that time, at that time. And, it, 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 and, and of course, we you know years later, as we've seen the signs of this young Barack Hussein Obama is coming, you know, looking, considering going to office. I'm like, no, you got to be kidding me. It was just a perfect alignment. <laughs> right, man. And, and, he, I mean, and he, he told me that, you know, years later. And to the point where I went, when I went back on my, my second visit in 2000, and, 10, 2011, and he said, I told you. Yeah. Like, I told you. I told you. See, you. you see that yeah. Democratic uh, convention. Uh, right. <laughs> call up, call up, call right. up your financial so manager, sell everything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and oh, I'm, not, I'm not making that up, and that's yeah. something, wallahi, I have no reason to make that up because I couldn't tell that story without even shaking. Yeah, you know, you know, so, but just meeting like these, these, these people that like just with the dean, it's time to pray. It's, it's, it's everywhere. The Azan is everywhere. You know, the time to pray Fajr. It's no excuse not to yeah. pray Fajr on time in a masjid. And you get to choose between which masjid you want. I want to go to this masjid today, this one over here, because it's within walking distance. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, an, it's an incredible experience. I have uh -huh. a question for no. you, though, because I thought about this. Mm -hmm. why, why do you think, because we know along the western coast of Africa, there's several Muslim societies. Right. But everybody always focuses on Senegal. Mm. 
all mm. the time. Mm. We know we, we've got we've got right. Uh, Ghana, right, 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 which is pretty big Muslim community there too, right? right? Absolutely. No one ever talks about that's Ghana true. though. Seriously, Senegal all that's the time. Is it, you that's think true. it's because of uh, Roots or Alex Haley? Well, or? I, don't, I don't know. I, I think it's more Senegal's like a the, like the hub of, of West Africa. It's yeah. right there in the coast. Of, yeah. It's like a meeting place for all those countries. Right. Even before they come here, they right. have to make a stop to Senegal yeah. first. Yeah. I think that that's it. You know, I, it's, it's, I can't say Allahu Alam. You know, yeah, it depends yeah. on your circle. I don't know. I mean, there there were brothers here. I, I know that, you know, big uh, big brothers here that were uh, from Ghana. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Sheikh Masood and right, right, so right, forth and right. so on. Another in Nigeria, brother named Sheikh, Sheikh Musa. Nigeria is yeah. the biggest community here in Cleveland. Right. You know, but uh, Senegalese is just, again, who I've drawn affinity to. They accepted me as a brother. They, well, I think one difference uh -huh. also is that, like, Senegal and Gambia are... Mm -hmm. Are pretty predominantly Muslim societies. They are. Whereas, whereas Ghana, yeah, yeah, Nigeria. I mean, right. Nigeria culturally is very has a very rich right. Right. cultural history with Islam. Yeah. But yeah. the yeah. issue with with Nigeria yeah. and with Ghana, yes. with both of them, is the dynamic is that, and those those are strange. I think historically, in the sense that yes. Islam actually reached those people before Christianity. Yes. Uh, yep. And so what happens is right. that the coastal regions in right. those two countries, right. like the animist population, yes. will right. accept Christianity. One can hope that it was right. out of some sort of sincerity for the gospel of Jesus Christ, but it's quite possible that it was in order to be politically expedient and yes. make it with the yes. with the colonizer. Right. Right. And so those people get. Like, I've heard this from a lot of people, Nigerians right. in particular. Right where like they won't let you in the school until you convert to Christianity. Mm. They won't give you a job until mm -hmm. you convert to Christianity. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is you have a culture and civilization that's right. ancient and an identity that is right. very deep in the right. North. Right. right, right, In the South, you may not have that as much, but you right. have the money, the wealth, the power, yeah. right. you know? Yeah. And right. so that tension is there. And right. our, our brothers and sisters in right. both societies, right. I think right. are in somewhat of a precarious situation. Right. Yeah. Whereas right. Right. in Senegal, Gambia, right. there th that danger or that's that true. tension is not really there. Right. It's and not. It, and it's a culture of resistance too because they fought the French historically and there was something that they, they always had to contend with and they knew that the French concept was to control the mind not just even the face they wanted your mind they wanted you, you wanted you to have French culture and they were strictly the, the old ulama you, I mean you, you couldn't even go to certain sessions with you know non-Islamic clothes it's impossible you tell me yeah. in Senegal, in Senegal yeah. correct so yeah. this, this is where that's in like in the 70s you know, so. Right. But I think yeah. probably mm -hmm. it may be worth emphasizing no. too with that because right. when you talk about fighting, you're talking about not kital. I said re resistance. Yeah, resistance. Oh, resistance. Yeah, resistance. Yeah, yeah, resistance. Yeah, yeah. Resistance. Right. So, yeah. for example, I mean, and there's other shiuch, you know, you, you got, we have, to, you have to say, you know, talk about Chikomarfuti Utal, Malik Si, Malik Si, talk about Sheikh Ibrahim Nyas, you know, in, in conjunction with Ishaan Obamba and his movement and his mission. You know, so those, those ulama was, again, these brothers to uh, um, by um, by Nyas, for example, big big shiuk, big huge community. I mean, Quran is like incredible, you know. And, and it's like they didn't play with Al Quran. It's like the kitab was everything for the, those people, you know. And it makes an impression if you're around them, and it's, that's all that you're seeing them do. I mean, how can that not affect you if you have a some of a good heart. I've never seen a place, yeah. to be honest with you, yeah. where the Hifs culture is more entrenched than yeah. West Africa. Yeah. And I have a feeling this is the way it was in the right. Ummah, in the entire Ummah yeah, at one right. time. I believe it. But they, but they, but they preserved it when other right. people let it go. They have the the Quran reciters, the the ones that won the competition two or three years ago yeah, from yeah. Senegal. Yeah. Um, particularly, uh, uh, Mohammed, uh, Ma I want to say Mahmoud uh, Tore. Yeah. Was uh, from Tuba, and then another sister. She won fourth place. He won first. Yeah. 
you know. But even then, those, those those competitions right. have a lot of uh, like artistic element in yes, them. Yes, of course. But if you want to yes. have a person who will get up and recite from yep. the Fatiha to Nas without yep. making a mistake, without even flinching, right. you yeah. know, absolutely. That's the that's West true. Africans will do that absolutely. because nobody else has the himma to put in that much uh, effort into into the Book of Allah yes. Taala. And it's very really interesting, like BBC right. and stuff like that. Right. They hate on them for right. this. the kitab, the, the Quran yeah. schools. Yeah. And uh, but I'm telling you, any place uh, where the true. maktab where yes. the maktab is good, mm-hmm. uh, the Islam is going to be good. Absolutely, yeah, that's yeah, a good right. point. I mm-hmm. mean, because I know we talk about Africa. I'm just talking about this of earlier. Course. Yes. Um, to give Africa, particularly West Africa, its due mm. in the broader scope of Islamic civilization, okay. I think is still missing. Right. Right. That's true. That's and true. I would really like to see at some point the acad- academic uh, societies start to really bring that more to the fore mm. well, to push back against that mm. having studied in madrasa i can tell you in in, in pakistan mm. every person i told i studied in mauritania it was instant respect mm. Mm. in fact the madrasa ibn abbas dr oh, amjad who was an old school tabligh he okay. came and made tabligh in america and it's really funny actually you yeah. know uh by khalid from seattle khalid saab he was the emir of tabligh in seattle mm. allah have mercy on him mm. He literally, the guy would go. He would like go on jamaat in between chemotherapy. Like he, and I thought he was joking at us, or like make you know, like what, yeah. illusional at first. Right, He's right. like, you know, he'd come back from jamaat. I didn't see you for a while, Khalid Sab. Where he I was on jamaat. Make dua. You know, the cancer hurts a little bit, but make dua. We can still go out in the path of Allah. Mm. So he told me this. He said that. He said that Dr. Amjad, who was the, the son of the first uh, 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 president of Pakistan, okay, his father, Chaudhry Muhammad Ali, uh-huh. and uh, he oh. he kind of like left the whole pro-British side and took up Dean, yes. you know. He said that when he came on uh, uh, Jamaat to America, mm. he was saying like, build your masjid, you know, they said, oh, here, we bought this property, we want to build a masjid here one day. He said, okay, yes. do this, do that, you have to have a place, tell me where's the students going to live, yes. where are the ulama going to live, where's the madrasa going to be, mm. where's this, and they're like, what are you, are you joking? We don't even have five daily prayers. What are you talking about? Madaris and things like that. You know? Yeah. And he's like, he's like, he's like, no, you have to do all of that if you guys want your Islam to survive. And now, mashallah, we have Darul Qasim. Yeah. We have Darul Salam. We have the Darul Loom in New York. We have Qalam. And we have all these different institutions that are that are doing this work. Right? Yeah. So he, he actually, his madrasa that he oversees, Allah Ta'ala keep him in, in, in good health and give him long life. He, mashallah, even though he's, he's, they're from the same caste as us. They're not only Punjabis, but from the same caste. He refuses to speak to me. Once he knows you know Arabic, he will refuse to speak to you in any other language. Right? So he, he, he actually, uh, uh, in his madrasa, Madrasa Ibn Abbas and Madrasa Aisha that my wife graduated from, they actually brought Mauritanians over in order to do what? Wow. In order to implement their hifz <laughs> methodology. Allah Even though Akbar. Pakistan is a, a market, is a right, hub in the right, world right, for right, the hifz of Quran, right, right. Yeah. most of the, 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 the teachers in America or in the yeah. Haram and Sharifin and a lot right. of places in the world, they right. actually are from the Indian subcontinent. Mm-hmm. Right? Right, right. But even him, he was like, so you know, the pushback, it's, they, they get props. Yeah, not absolutely. that people don't know or yeah, don't recognize. Right. Maybe yeah. the public, they don't. Right, right, right. But like the ulama knows People who know. Yeah, absolutely. I guess I'm talking about more mainstream because you know the, the broader audience who typically sees Islam right. you know and yeah. in, in its glorious past typically right. is going to associate it with mm-hmm. the Arabian world right. Persia of course and then of course North Africa and right. Europe right. Yeah. But very right. rarely do we hear right. about that. I think right. on the ground you're right, right. amongst the real right. intelligentsia of the Muslim right. you know community and the scholars but subhanallah you know more more inshallah you know inshallah. we'll see in Another decade or so, you know, a lot of the traditions are wrestling with things right. in general. Yeah. So, so I have a question, actually. Uh, 
for uh, both of you because mm -hmm. you've also been to uh, the West African nations. I haven't. I haven't been there. Oh, no. you haven't. I haven't oh, been there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, then maybe you could uh, help me with this because mm -hmm. I think this topic comes up mm -hmm. with a lot of African Americans, yep. and uh, some people have an interest, some people don't. Mm -hmm. yep. But for those who do have an interest, how mm -hmm. difficult is it uh, to, or go, or to, to, to go and visit and to you know kind of get connected and to kind of like learn a little bit because I think most people um, that are not uh, very privy to mm -hmm. international travel right. yep. they they hear that and they're immediately like oh it costs way too much and mm -hmm. I, I, I want to know. know about this too and I know we're going to have some people who are <laughs> listening like okay. I don't need no foreign Islam right. I'm from Cuba <laughs> yeah, of course of course, of course, <laughs> of course. what of course. you enjoy yourself <laughs> right okay, I'm going I'm going but there could be mm -hmm. black folks who watch that mm -hmm. aren't Muslim that are still interested That's in true. this and right. just in general I think there mm -hmm. are going to be some people who are interested I know I am right. I just outright say it I'm very interested right. and everything that you've been talking about right. I've been listening to because okay. I think about a lot of these things too right. Right. but uh, yeah like it's best that to um, if you are connected or can get affiliated with, with a community here somewhere in the states because okay. you don't want to go just like anywhere else you don't want to be a total stranger yeah. you want to have a connection that someone you trust right and, then, and that that's has family back home or is willing to travel with you mm. and, and take you to kind of see the real on the ground mm -hmm. and not just the touristic yep. type spots you, I yeah i mean of course we all want to go to gore you want to see the at least the synagogue they have the renaissance monument mm -hmm. i mean okay but you want to see how the people live yep. and, okay. and be with the people great great island is yeah. the mm -hmm. island where that's where the that's the last of one of the slave houses it's basically a house. People actually lived, white people actually lived up top. The slaves were kept in the bottom. I did the whole tour a couple of times, but a place where they kept the women, a place where they kept the virgin girls, a place where they kept the children, a place where they punished the slaves. You can't even stand up. It's like about this tall. You have to sit and bend like this. And the rooms where they kept all the men. And, and it's like you have a, I don't know how many hundreds of men cramped into one room. It's so tight you can't even sit down. Right. And then, of course, you know, in between all that's the door of no return. They call it the door of no return. Right. So you go to that door. That's it. Colossus, you, you, you're gone. Even <laughs> they said the sharks used to be circling around the area. It was heavily populated with sharks at that time. And again, that was, you know, subhanAllah. I mean, that's that's the history. But gory. But besides that, it's a beautiful, beautiful island very beautiful island the masjid there on top of the ocean overlooking the atlantic is, is something that's you have to witness and see go back yeah. go back inshallah go right. go back and then mm -hmm. inshallah that's walk right. through the door with the idhan of the prophet I mean, instead of going that's as right. a slave go that's as right. a, 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 an opener of hearts inshallah i mean, I mean you I mean, know I mean, free yourself of that free I mean, yourself of that blight you know i mean i mean i mean i mean i mean and is it is it expensive uh for people who might be watching and for myself no no <laughs> it, 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 like anything else you, you have to uh it depends on the travel season you know mm. certain seasons the summertime is you know prices go up anything else the fall early winter prices go down of course around the quote-unquote holidays the prices go back up again but i mean it, it really depends on the, the airline of course um, if you can get a group ticket, it's even better. My first trip, I spent like $800, I think, but I could stay 30 days. Mashallah. But again, 
last year was almost 2,000. And right? you can so book your travels through YAA Travel Agency. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. Right. That's what I need. That's what I'm looking for. No, I just keep no, 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 no. Let me know. Just let me know. We, we got, I definitely got connections. Oh, right? man. They definitely got connections. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So mm-hmm. one of the things, uh, one of the things mm-hmm. I want to see personally, mm-hmm. I know Imam Dawood Walid he had mentioned about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a trip to Senegal, a mm-hmm. trip to, uh, uh, um, to Gambia, a trip mm-hmm. to different parts of West Africa. Sure, and yeah. when he had asked if I was interested, I said I'm interested, but I just want to buy one-way ticket. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, okay. You know, mm-hmm. one of the things that that really yeah, is yeah. like first on my to-do list, yes, my yes. checklist. Yes is that uh, you know just like the companions of the Allah they mm-hmm. started cities the prophet yeah. saw Medina he he yeah. was the one who inaugurated Medina right. you know before that it was just scattered settlements exactly. he made it into a city right. you know yeah. right. and then after the companions they 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 carried this tradition that they were the ones who made Basra they're the ones who right. made Kufa right. uh, Kufa then will uh, you know evolve into Baghdad right, right, right. and then uh, they made Fustat which mm-hmm. will evolve into the the, mm-hmm. the medieval city of Cairo mm-hmm. they made uh, uh, Qairawan which mm-hmm. is the original metropolis mm-hmm. of uh, of, uh, of, of the Tuni- Tunisia mm-hmm. the modern nation state of Tunisia right. yeah. and then afterward like you mm-hmm. know Mullah Idris the great grandson of Sayyidina right. Hassan the grandson right. of the Prophet right. Right. you know he made yeah. Fas into a city right, right? Yusuf right. bin Tashifin mm-hmm. made Marrakesh into a city That's you know it's such a Mubarak city mashallah for those who are looking for the Baraka and for those looking for something else <laughs> but at any rate you know, but, but, but you it is you, that, if, you're, right? if you're not completely yes. blind you cannot yeah. avoid the baraka it's there right. you know mm-hmm. right. the really beautiful thing about mm. about senegal is mm. medina bay the, right. the in the city of tuba right. the mashaykh started these cities from nothing absolutely and it's an entire city built from the ground right. up that's right on la ilaha illallah right. and on muhammad rasulullah right. right. and the love right. of allah and the love of the prophet and dr omar like you know i heard him mention so many times the beauty of of tuba right who made tuba what is the story about it what will you find over there how does it compare to other cities in 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 africa you know like tell me tell me about tuba tuba is is i mean you don't want (laughs) to kind of People think you're kind of over-aggrandizing or what have you, but it's just, something... Just say the haq and don't, don't worry about whether, well, whether people believe you or not. <laughs> you will not be disappointed. That's one of the first places you go and you feel like, okay, I can just... Colossus, I can just go right now. If it's my time. If it's Allah's will, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. You know, yeah, that's, that's how I feel, you know. Being with the shayukh, you feel the, the blessings of uh, the, the, the duas of, of those sheikhs. All day the Quran, all days the, the La ilaha illallah, the, the, the masjid, and of course every property pretty much has their own separate masjid with the shayuk, but the, the grand masjid of, of Tuba is something that you would think is straight out of ancient medieval times or some great civilization thousand years ago for well, these example. types of these types of joints it's, i think of them as like yeah, you know how there's like yeah. a main campus right. there's a branch camp these are all like branch campus right. of medina type places exactly you know? mm-hmm. it's incredible yeah. and that's the feeling you get because the, the sheikh i mean people literally and even building that place the, the sweat the blood the tears everything it took to make that happen at that time I mean, you, you can't imagine. Who was the it, founder of Tuba? Sheikh Hamdubamba. Same Sheikh, Hamdubamba. Right? Same Sheikh. Yeah, did he, did he have like a king backed him or? No king backed him. <laughs> was there a city there from before? No city there <laughs> before. It was straight. Did he get some? Did he? It was straight. Nah, signed nah, straight nah, for right. the straight, stimulus. It was uh, small business. jungle. I mean, yeah. it's, and I mean, it's incredible that that place literally came from nothing. 
And literally what, came from nothing. What is it? Is mm -hmm. it is it is it a dirty mm -hmm. city? Is it? Tell me about it's it. It's the biggest. It's the largest. Well, the second largest city in the, in Senegal right now. You will go there. Like literally, you can't walk on the premises of the masjid without shoes. You have to take your shoes off outside of the mosque. All marble. Marbles everywhere. You know, so it can be 200 degrees. You know, your your feet's nice and cool. It, it's incredible. The, the the library. Uh, one of the founders of the library there, commanding just the books of the sheikh, his sons, his children. One of the uh, grants of the Shalom Bamba, I was with them, Sheikh Abdul Baki. Uh, he told me, he said, our, our family tradition is to write tafsir, right? That's the family tradition, sure. right? So you can see the different family members with diwans of Qasai's, diwans or books of uh, tafsir of Quran or their own personal Qurans they wrote themselves. You know, and they, that's the tradition. They used to write Qurans and dedicate it <laughs> For, well, of course, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but they write Quran and dedicate it to their, their grandfather as hadiyah, as a gift, you know, which, wow. which is incredible. Mm. You know? Because this is another thing that yeah. I guess we should remember, you yeah. know, while people are, uh, you know, getting paid by, right. getting paid by uh, executives that don't give a damn about right. African-Americans right. to portray African-American right. culture in this country as materialism right. Right. and as degrading the women and mm. as crime and drug use and mm. all this other nonsense. Um, you know the true if you look at the the the, the true legacy of west africa it's right. like learning the best library absolutely. at some point in the history of islam right. and the history of the world absolutely. the best libraries in the world absolutely. the most complete libraries right. in the world right. are where timbuktu right. they're yep. in places all through west absolutely. africa where kings used to compete with absolutely. each other right. you know the royal princesses right. you know right. uh they weren't no uh uh you know they weren't no damaged goods right. you know materialistic narcissistic uh -huh. like taking selfies of themselves right. and flaunting them no what was their mahar they would ask for is like books that's it i need copies of this and copies of that <laughs> and it, it would be expensive it would be that's just right. as much Absolutely. as kim kardashian yeah. spends on <laughs> whatever the hell she spent money on or you know Absolutely. those who are like or want to be like that's her Absolutely. but it would be on what it, it would books? be on tafsir the quran it would oh. be on he was sent to commission people to go Khalil. travel to egypt to, to get the you know different tafsirs and things like that yeah. It's a, send people to Lebanon, for example, yeah. to get books, it, and it's, it's incredible. And people, of course, from those. And you're talking about today. You're not talking about. No. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Today, it, well, and back then too. Yeah. You know, it, it was. It's, it's a big deal. It's, it's all about you know knowledge, and learning and being and being close to Allah, and you would meet like kids going into spiritual retreat. <laughs> you know, it's it's like it's something that's just beyond a comprehension. You have to kind of see it to believe it. And what are the marketplaces you know? like? Books, and food. And books, it's, it's, it's incredible. Is the it dirty? Is it clean? Tell no, me about it. No, it's clean. It's everything Will you people need. People try to be hustling you, ripping yeah, you off. No, 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 not at all. Not yeah. at all. It's against the law. You, you can't play music <laughs> in that place. You can't even wow. play music. Wow. <laughs> it's, you can't play music, and you have signs. You know, no music allowed. Yeah. Imam Daoud, yeah. he actually yeah. told me about that. He said that the, mm. if a person of value comes and visits. Mm. Wow. And they say that I like this place. Right. Literally, the mashaykh will give them, like, you know, you know how, like, we, we have recruiters right. that will recruit people who know how to code That's or right. people who know how to play mm -hmm. ball That's or right. anything. Right. If you have ilm and you're serious, That's you right. want to move there, the mashaykh will actually give you an allotment of land. Yeah, they, they say, this land. is plot number whatever Absolutely. on the street. Absolutely. Go Absolutely. set yourself up right now. This happens, is what we need. This is what we all want. The time. Wow. Happens all the time. Wow. Oh, I'm taking notes. Happen, happens all the time. Yeah. Taking notes. Yeah, but the writing was something that at least it attracted me because even with his style, he would take, for example, like an acrostic, a poem, and make it like an acrostic version of it. So he'll take like, La ilaha illa Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi and you can read it vertically down a page, and then rhyming all the letters and praising the Prophet, praising Allah, reciting the attributes of Allah in the qasida, in the writings, for example. 
and that's just his books on Salawat. Like for example, one of the books you got right here is his Nur Daraini and the Kubr. Yeah, right. So that one is like a it's a Salawat using all the names of the prophets, right? Salam. Starting with the Hamza and he'll go Hamza. And and literally listing all the names and doing salawats and praising the Prophet from every single name, over seven hundred names of the Prophet, for example. You know, so this is just one, one manuscript. So it's, it's many, many writings and many things you can discover and find. The best thing is just to be connected and just go and see for yourself. No matter what I say, no matter what I do, I can talk to them blue in the face. People need to go and see these places. Has there ever been anyone yeah. that's taken this out of there? Absolutely. A good friend of mine um, from <clears throat> Paris, his uh, mom is uh, uh, Congolese. And his father was French. He told me he went and took a shahada there. Mashallah. Yeah, she got married. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. So it can happen. Absolutely. 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 You know, it's really yeah. amazing too. Is uh -huh. that whole journey began uh -huh. with you hiding out right in the library. <laughs> with, with yes. And yeah. reading Haji Malik's right. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's incredible. Malcolm X, Rahimullah, and then that initiates just a whole different trajectory of your life absolutely and it's a reminder about right. how Allah is the one who guides and Allah right. if Allah wants mm -hmm. good for you then no mm -hmm. one can withhold that right. during that time to add to your point during that time someone asked me he said yeah yeah I see you reading a lot of books on Islam what's, what's that about you you want to be Muslim I was like uh, I don't know I I like Islam but I don't I can't even see myself as Muslim mm. And then a week later, I'm taking my shahada. <laughs> 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 you know. So, Let me ask you a just, question no. regarding this. I never uh, asked you this before. Yes. You hear a lot of people who take their shahada, like some of us converts. Yes. Some people will say they were just at a at a crossroads. They were not very happy as Christians. Mm. I know for me, mm. I wasn't dissatisfied with being a Christian. Right. But there was something inside of me right. that didn't resist when right. Yusuf asked me to go to church with him, mm. which was the mosque. Right, absolutely. In which I knew what he was doing. Right. I, there was something that didn't say, I don't know about that. Right. It was smooth, man. Right. Almost like right. I didn't have a choice to resist. Exactly. Yet, I wasn't people. trying to push back. Right. So I'm saying, were you dissatisfied at all in Christianity? I wanted something deeper. Okay. And I had something inwardly was telling me there's something deeper out here. Right. Where you go, unfortunately, to the church and you ask right. questions. Trinity, of course, they, they, of course, as we know, they can't ask right. those questions. They, they still, that's a issue they can't deal with. But I mean, was it, was it like, but, were you just mm -hmm. like these, this, this Christianity? Is no, I, I was, for me, I, I never forget, I read an article in one magazine, it was called Focus Magazine, yeah, I think it's an yep. offshoot of like Ebony or something right. like that. In that magazine, it had an article with Wesley Snipes. Yep. And interestingly enough, he made a comment. He says, I want to, he said, somebody asked you what's your religion? He says, I follow the religion of the prophets. Right. You know, I follow the religion that Isa alayhi salam, Jesus practiced at right. this time. I follow the, the religion of Musa alayhi salam, you know, for example. So yeah. that, that kind of triggered something. And I read, Is going back Muslim? to the... He wasn't was saying no, Musa he, and Isa, was he? No, he wasn't saying okay, that. Okay, no, no, okay. no, it was Jesus, Moses. Yeah, but some people say he, 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 he was, became okay. Muslim. Yeah. Some people say that. So reading that article and then of course going if back not, and years you're listening later. to our podcast, what hey, are you waiting for? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so years later when I'm reading, going back and revisiting the biography yeah. before I was Muslim, I made a connection when yeah. Hajj Malik yep. said that yep. comment at the, uh, the, the, uh, the Kaaba. So it's like, oh, this, is, this yeah. is what he's talking about, you know? 
So I just made a connection. I said, hey, let's just do this. And you know, there's a hadith of the Prophet mm-hmm. and Nabi mm-hmm. mentions uh, groups of people who mm-hmm. they'll receive double the reward. Mm-hmm. And one of them is the person who followed uh, uh, mm-hmm. one of the revealed, divinely revealed religions, mm-hmm. like Christianity, Judaism, etc. And then afterward accepts Islam mm. with the intention of this is how I'm gonna this is how I'm gonna up mm. my Christianity, this is how I'm gonna up my Judaism. Mm. That this mm. is the deen of Sayyidina Musa yep. Sayyidina Isa yep. alayhi salam. Yep. That person will receive their reward then uh, uh, no. double no. because of it's because of their sincerity that they're doing it. Yeah. Another thing, mashallah, you were talking talking about the panah, uh, the uh, uh, refuge. Mm. from being chased yeah this is actually a tradition in wow. in madaris in the east and in the west mm. even in mauritania mm. that uh, and it's something very reminiscent of mm. uh, the 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 law of the torah mm. which is that if a criminal flees mm. and then seeks refuge in another place mm. and takes up the path of righteousness mm. that you don't give them up to the authorities when they come looking oh, for Allah. them and for whatever strange mm. reason, we have mm. that tradition. Like in, in, in madrasa in in Mauritania and mm. in, in uh, 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 Pakistan, there'll, mm. be pe- there'll be people you're like, hmm, interesting. This guy just doesn't strike me as the type of person who's like trying to learn fiqh. You know what I mean? <laughs> and those cats will lay low and they're uh, annoying. They're right. really annoying to deal with. Right. They don't pray right. They yeah. don't pay attention to class. Yes, they uh-huh. just, you know, they're just irritating oh, people. Well. And like you see them, some of them will mm. be lying low. And so it's literally people have told me, by Hamza, you know so-and-so? He killed a man in like Faslabad. And he's just here, for, you know, just to hide out. And that same that same person, what will happen one day, they'll sit, you know, in the bayan of the mashaykh. And like the, the rock cracks and they will yes. sob uncontrollably. And then you'll see they are the most annoying yep. disciple of the sheikh. And... In, you know they're the most goody two shoes right. and if you say anything or what out of line they're gonna like be the one who's gonna like trying to be all holier than thou up on you and everything you know like because they, they they when they fall they fall hard you yeah, know yeah, yeah. and like right. subhanallah you know like that's one of the adhkar mashaykh taught us you know that there's no refuge and there's no safety from allah except for in him that's right mashallah you 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 ran and allah took you into his protection allah take all of us in like Allahu Ameen. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wow. Alhamdulillah. Ameen. Any other questions? Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Barakallah. Ameen. It's definitely um, a pleasure. Ameen. Absolutely. 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 Now, when I want to thank uh, Sheikh Musa too, because he took a lot of patience with me. <laughs> <laughs> And our, uh, our Sarf and uh, Nahu class, especially with the Sarf, I had nightmares <laughs> going over those verb patterns. But Alhamdulillah, you know, it's sarf, sarf, man. Yeah, right. You got some benefit right now, inshallah. I mean, that's what, that's what, you know, and, and the thing is, you took Sarf, so you know how hard it would have been to write something like right. this. Right, right. Just to be able to write one line it. like this, and yeah, this is like a whole book, like how right. hard it would have been, right. you know. That's why I can appreciate it. That's and to crank them out, like, them out, you know. Like, it's, it's incredible. Seven and a half tons of most people, most people that are Arabs, right? It's not possible. No, <laughs> <laughs> you say Nahu and Sarf, man. Uh-huh. Some uncles start getting they, they, get they, they literally yeah. start getting agitated yeah. in the message. Like, Brother, right. we don't want to talk about that one. Right. Like, it's like, okay, mm, okay, right. we already know Arabic, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need like, to like whatever. Uh-huh. As us as English speakers, yes, we yeah. care less about English grammar, right? Like, man, I just it's just like this because I, I, yeah, yeah we don't right. care about knowing why right right, right? but when it comes no to no i think mm-hmm. this is different i think most <laughs> native speakers of english mm-hmm. have somewhat of a grasp mm-hmm. of english grammar arabic is like 
Yeah. You know, because English is English doesn't have grammar, right? English is 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 a it has syntactic rigidity because of yeah. the absence of, of rules, right? right? Whereas Arabic is much more fluid than that, right? Um, you know, and like to actually speak it properly is. You have to know grammar. Know. <laughs> it's like it's an exercise of harming your self-esteem. Right. Yeah. You know, right. To get to dip your toes into that pool. <laughs> right. You know. Right. Yeah. We were actually yeah. using fiqh akbar as part of the. Well, we were, right at the end. Yeah. yeah. Towards uh, you know as we progressed. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So yeah. mashallah. Mm -hmm. had reached yeah. a level where he was yeah. able to read a fiqh al-akbar in yeah. the Arabic text right. and translate it. Right. So yeah. why are we going to continue right. reading like yeah. Ja'at Maha? Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. 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 So yeah. alhamdulillah, yeah. alhamdulillah, it's nice, nice man. Yeah. Yes. And um, also um, uh, receive the light mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. the ulama who, who, mm -hmm. who explained very beautifully what our creed was. And what I mean. Yeah. I mean. I mean. Allah Ta'ala increased. Both of you and all of us I mean, together. I mean, and um, it and is a path to struggle, right? Yeah. I mean, it is a path to struggle. Definitely. It is a struggle oh, yeah. to know, a, to you know mentioned, one another. You yep. mentioned yep. the fiqh akbar, you know? Mm -hmm. If one of our ulama, you know, for, uh, one of our akabir mashaykh from Dilband and one of our akabir mashaykh from West Africa mm. and from China mm. and from all the different parts of the world, mm. if either any random two of them were dropped onto an island, you know? Mm. Mm they would instantly know one another. And it's the barakah of this Mubarak Qur'an that we mentioned that is preserved in those places and once it's not preserved anymore, the ummah will fracture. It's the barakah of this Mubarak Aqidah that we have, that we don't let anyone touch. And if we didn't have it, you'll see that wherever it's gone, you'll see the ummah start to fracture. It's the barakah of this Mubarak Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the love of which is, you know, uh, what bring us together, you know, you know, whatever, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, African American, I mean, Filipino, or I mean, other, you know, I mean. <laughs> miscellaneous, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 right. yeah, there you go. Yeah, man. Alhamdulillah. You got to struggle to know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And mm -hmm. not just to know, but to know each other too. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Know, and I think yeah, once absolutely. we get to know each other better, yes. we can appreciate each other mm -hmm. where we come from. Absolutely. Yep. We it's can important. Sit, it'll be easier to sit with each other. That's you true. want to sit with each other. Right. You want to care for each other. Absolutely. You want to look absolutely. out for each other. Yeah, that's true. And ultimately, that's mm -hmm. what brotherhood is. Allah Ta'ala make a true brotherhood. Amen. All the way, you know, smiling all the way to paradise. Amen. This time, it's the dua is like fallen in your lap so we say amen inshallah amen bismillah alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah allahumma salli wa sallim wa barak ala sayyidina muhammad wa ala ala sayyidina muhammad salatun tunajjina biha min jameel ahwani wa nafat wa tukhbilana jameel hajat wa tutahiruna biha min jameel sayyat wa tarafauna biha indaka a'la darajat wa tukhbilana biha aqsal khayat min jameel khayrat fi al-hayati wa ba'da al-mamat indaka a'la kulli shayin qadir amen la ilaha illallah al-halim al-kareem subhanallah rabbil arsh al-azim alhamdulillah rabbil alameen nasiluka mujibati rahmati وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرت ولا هما إلا فرجت ولا دينا إلا قضيت ولا حاجة من حوائج الدنيا والآخرة هي لك رضا ولنا فيها صلاح إلا قضيتها ويسرتها لنا يا أرحم الراحمين يا أول الأولين يا آخر الآخرين يا ذا القوة المتين يا راحم المساكين يا أرحم الراحمين يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث يا حي يا قيوم 